Hello, friends. You have found Fort Worth Roots, a variety interview podcast based out of my favorite city, Fort Worth, Texas. This is one of 10 episodes we're releasing for our initial launch. Thank you so much for being here. Find the show notes and all of our social media links by checking out www.fortworthroots.com. My guest today is a very accomplished podcaster, an exciting gentleman, and um, we cover a lot of really great things, podcasting in general, projections for the future of Fort Worth Roots. Again, Bang is not my sponsor. It's just something I can't seem to keep out of my hands. This was just a laid-back conversation, and we had a really good time. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Lucas Peterson. And let's start the show. Lucas, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for having me. This is cool. Absolutely. And I'm sorry you don't want to work these dials. <laughs> no, you're all right. You sound really good, though. I'm going to take this <laughs> off so we're on a level playing field. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I just touched the platform, so now there's going to be that uh, on the recording. But uh, I'm still figuring all this out. Uh, you are literally my fifth recording, I think. Cool. Yeah. We just did one with, uh, let me flip back to my notes here, Molly Mayfield. She was here a minute ago, and that was a really great uh, recording, and uh, trying to put 10 of these together and then release them all at the same time. Uh, most podcasts, whenever they get rolling, they only have, uh, on average, seven episodes before they peter out and die. So I'm like, if I get 10 episodes right out the gate, good to go. That's good for you, and it's good to like have that goal, and then you're going to get into more of a rhythm, uh, more of a kind of workflow to it. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think that's how I you know, kind of manage my own. So, yeah. right. Well, what I'm figuring out right off the bat is it is super time consuming and it's difficult to manage a 70 hour work week along with a new hobby. So yeah. um, I'm definitely going to have to chop this up and schedule things accordingly. But I, I was, everybody around me is watching me schedule these uh, recordings and set time aside for it. And they're like, how are you going to maintain this? I'm like, no, 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 no. It's just right now. Just right now it's going to be crazy. And then I'll settle into a routine. Yep. <laughs> There are a ton of work up front. I, you know, I've talked to many friends who try to, you know, bug my mind, obviously, about trying to start a podcast. Right. It's one of those things that's kind of a catchphrase now. Well, everybody's got a podcast. Everybody's yeah. got a podcast. Sure. Everybody can have a podcast. But yeah. having one and having one that's successful and that endures, I think, is a totally separate thing. Yeah. And those are two different things. Yeah. You know, you can, you can have one on for five years and it might not be the most successful thing necessarily. Uh -huh. But at least you're there. Yeah, right. and uh, with uh, Molly, the uh, lady I had on just before you, she was talking about, well, I've been kicking around the idea of starting a podcast, but I just don't know if I'm going to be able to, you know, have anything interesting and build a new audience. And I told her, you've already got an audience. You've got people that are following you. Yeah. So if you do a podcast and you're just talking to the people that are already following you, that's just going to help you bridge the gap and, and get them closer to you, make them feel more comfortable with you as a person, kind of... Just bring them in. So yeah, it doesn't have to be the Joe Rogan experience. It can be you just talking to people that are interested. And maybe you've Correct. only got a fifty-person group. That's okay. Yeah. If you get, uh, I think that's first off for any podcast, any new podcast, especially if you get fifty people listening to it out the gate, whatever, something like mm -hmm. that. That's huge. Yeah. In my view, yeah. like we're not celebrities. We don't have that giant big draw. We don't have this big support system. I'm talking. 
yeah. know, you and I. So if you're going to grab 50 people right away, phew, it's incredible. that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then, and you just obviously want to spread it from there. And those are the people without spending a bunch of money on marketing and budget advertising. Uh, those are the people who are going to help spread your message mm-hmm. because they're connected to other people you're not connected to. So right. a little bit of a rabbit hole there, but no, no, this that's, is all that's what it's about. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you're a, I, I only had a chance to listen to about 20 minutes of the uh, podcast episode you sent to me. Your, your episodes look like they go for hour plus. I, you know, my rule of thumb basically is if it's interesting, uh, I just let it keep going right now with just sway. Cause I had a, a show before that okay. I had the first podcast I ever did was, and I, I've listened to them just recently, but it was all about Uber okay. ride sharing. Yeah. So it was a, a friend and I that started it, it and then she kind of um, went away, whatever you want to say. She petered out, we can just say. And I took it on and I did like, I think I had like 33 episodes or something like that. It was called Ride With Me, Drive With Me. Okay. So I was a rideshare driver and basically I tried to just share different stories of the life times of a rideshare driver. Uh-huh. And then tips and strategies, and then I I delved delved into a whole different realm of like conversations based around ride sharing. Like uh-huh. one episode, I have a I had a counselor on, uh-huh. like a relationship counselor. Okay. And the reason I thought that was relative is for like uh, conflict type mm-hmm. scenarios, like yeah. any kind of stuff like that. I mean, I went kind of all over the place but my rule of thumb was always if it's interesting just keep going absolutely just keep talking yeah if it gets boring or you start to hear spaces or you know somebody runs out of material to talk uh-huh. about that's probably the Wind time when you wrap it up yeah <laughs> you know what for i mean sure. but when you've got somebody like rogan who's uh, joe rogan is a completely different animal his yeah. show is totally different but he has episodes on there that are three and a half four hours long yeah but he's a great example. Mm-hmm. You can listen to his show, in my view, and get a good kind of sense of how to do this, how to be a, not only be a good podcast host, but just be a better conversationalist. Yeah. If one of the things I like to say to other people is why, you know, if, if I get asked or it comes up in conversation, why he's so successful, mm-hmm. it's because he listens. Yep. That's that active listening. Yeah. And that, that's right. what progresses those conversations forward is, you know, it's very apparent because what will happen is somebody will talk nonstop without taking a breath for like 10 minutes. And then he'll ask a question that, you know, part of the subject that came up two minutes into their rant, yep. you know, because he was listening. Yeah. And he was waiting to, to get his turn to, to talk. You know, he doesn't interrupt people and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah we could go on for a while about that because that, that is one of the podcasts uh, that, that I listen to quite a bit. I don't think there's an episode in the last three years that I haven't listened to. Good for you. Just, well, yeah, I'm just... So my daytime job, I drive a truck. Okay. So gonna... I'm 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 eating up eight hours of podcast content a day. Yeah. You know, and, and part of what inspired me to do my own podcast is I was getting pissed off because I would I would burn through all my favorite podcasts and then I'd have to wait a week. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna start my own damn podcast. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on the Uber thing, man, I I did that for a while, off and on for. I don't know, two or three years. Okay. And, uh, man, it was interesting. And there was plenty of times I was like, I need microphones in this vehicle so that I can start recording these conversations because I would have seriously interesting conversations with airline pilots, doctors, you name it. I have met and talked to uh, people from all over the world in every field of study or professional category. 
And it, uh, it, I think that that probably somebody's already done it, right? Like what I'm talking about, wiring up microphones in a car. And yes, there's a guy I know that did. I don't know if his show is still on, but he had. I think he was out of Chicago, okay. but he did a similar thing. Um, there's some real tricky legalities with that. Sure, I mean you're you, you're on the clock, right? Yeah, and there's consent issues, right? You know, with the rider and then with Uber. When I looked at their terms of service. Um, just to make sure I wasn't going to get fired or sued. Uh, yeah. <laughs> taken out by you know Uber or Lyft. I never yeah. drove for Lyft, but same. I didn't want to get sued. They're huge companies. Right. If I'm talking about them in the context of what I'm doing, I don't want to say anything. Obviously, I didn't say anything yeah. bad. Yeah. I would have my own critiques of different policies and yeah. whatnot, but I didn't really want $50 billion company coming after me. Right. But I found privacy stuff in there for the writers. So it's e- it's actually against their terms of service to record and disseminate anybody going, uh, like, e- I guess even if they know. But So I don't know how yeah. those people get around it. Well, Good question. But um, there is shows like that. He makes it, the one I've heard, makes it interesting because he has different questions that he asks different writers. Mm-hmm. Like so a preset list of things. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And he'll he'll you know kind of theme his show around two or three questions. Politics or otherwise, whatever's going uh, on in the news. Yeah, 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 something like that, or just like random type stuff. You yeah. know, just like conversations, questions that you wouldn't necessarily have with your friends uh, outright. Mm-hmm. Like there was one of them I remember. He said something about like if you could have your dad teach you anything. Looking back on what you know now, what you would you have your dad teach you? That like sounds like a, one of those uh, special forces questionnaire questions, you right? know? Or those just random. Would you be happy as a gardener? Yeah, starters. <laughs> but it was great. Like that was really cool. But then he'd have you know two or three people on his show, and he'd get these two or three different responses, and it was interesting. He'd give a little short description of them before that. Yeah. He'd ask a question, listen to him. Maybe he'd have his little take. But yeah, uh, again, ramble over. But yeah, it was it was pretty cool. <laughs> So you that's that's cool because in in saying what you said about being having that experience, you have the experience of having a stranger mm. come into your car, very close proximity, just like you and I are here right yeah. now, and being able to carry a conversation about who the hell knows what. And you know just as well as I do, if it's somebody that is starving for a conversation and you give them what they need, you're going to get a better tip. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, you, every once in a while, you get somebody in the car, and you'll start with, hey, how's it going? And they'll give you something like, yeah, or yep. good, or whatever, you know? Business and That's people. when you just shut up. Just get them where they're going, because they don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Lowly Uber driver, man. <laughs> totally. So, and, and that happens, but you just had, you, obviously, you just had to adapt for yeah. different types and, of people. And in fairness, I've been in that mood before, too, where I, just, I don't feel like it. I want to talk to somebody. So. Yeah. I get it. I'm not uh, talking down on anybody that gets in their Uber and doesn't want to talk to the driver. Because yeah. we sometimes we go home like that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And I, I mean, I've I've had days where I'd get in an Uber and they won't shut up, mm-hmm. and you're like, Jesus Christ, I just want to sit here. Please stop. Yeah, <laughs> Zen mode. Zen mode on. But as far as like the experience of having somebody close proximity and starting up conversations. Um, I, I think you're right. I think that's uh, important as, it, as far as a translatable skill to this. Uh, I've done some public speaking. I've also uh, I've had a marketing company for the past two and a half years, 
and I make videos for these companies and I'll have to like put a LAV mic on a person that I'm interviewing and kind of coach them through. And people get so weird when you put a camera on them. Like uh, yeah. we got the GoPro going, but that's, I don't know. Yeah, it, but it feels, it feels like did. it's, did you? Yeah. Okay. So I, it doesn't even bother me anymore. <laughs> I didn't let on, Yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm way more used to podcasting. And then the last couple months I've done a few Instagram live stories. Yeah. So I'm getting more used to yeah. uh, the video, but the, the initial anxiety rose up, but then I also realized uh, in doing the Instagram live is what I don't like about it is seeing myself. Yeah, and I hate hearing my voice. Like, I'm going <laughs> to listen to this recording, which I'm doing right now at some point. Yeah. And I <laughs> hate it, yourself. man. It's so gross. You get used to that. Yeah, that's it, what people keep telling edit. me. But, I mean, I've been editing videos of myself for years now, and it just never gets good. It yeah. never, never stops bothering me. Right. And, uh, you know, everything starts really coming out like your 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 laugh uh things like that where you say uh (laughs) you know you start really honing in on that you're like jesus christ i did it again i did it again so the trick is to not be so uh, critical of yourself like in those moments and i think you get used to it then yeah and and really just putting in the time too because i mean after what ten thousand hours right it takes ten thousand hours to get good at something so good old malcolm gladwell if you uh, if you never start or if you never start, you never take that first step forward. You're never going to get to those ten thousand hours. So yeah. So uh, I I'm totally trying to Not learn more about what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this so I was talking to Molly about this a second ago. Um, anything that I have needed to learn on my own. I've been an entrepreneur type person for five years now. I've had a couple different businesses, but um, what, what I've found is that YouTube, uh, teaches you anything you need to know. I told her, I was like, I could probably figure out brain surgery if I had to on YouTube. Um, I've, I've taken apart, uh, engines. I've, you know, learned how to do everything that you could think of that a, a professional landscaping company does. Um, I've rebuilt sprinkler systems. I mean, none of that's super impressive, but it's, um, Stuff that I've figured out on YouTube yeah. that people typically, it's a trade that they have to go to, to somebody else and learn or something like that. And I'll just pop in a video. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause this real quick. No, nah, oh. I'll, I'll cut this out later. Go ahead. Can I help you? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Good plan. All right. Hey, that's smart. You learned that trick. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so like you the give yourself, well, you give yourself that wave yep. marker so you know where to cut and paste. So, um, yeah, so everything that I've had to learn on my own, I'm, I didn't, I never went to a university, so I'm not formally educated. I've, I did multiple trainings through the military. I learned how to put helicopters together and things like that. So I've done some things that require a little bit of uh, education, but as far as formal education, I have zero to speak of. Okay. But YouTube has just been a goldmine. I mean, anything that I need to figure out, I just go there, watch a video. And I'm, I'm probably in the top ten percent whenever it comes to professional trades um, on one subject. You know, whether it's replacing a solenoid on an irrigation system or figuring out how to put a podcast together. So, <laughs> this took about thirty minutes of investigating the roadcaster, and uh, this this is the end all be all for podcasting. It's an all in one system, and it makes things a lot lot easier. Here, put the. Let me give you this. So whenever we started the 
And those rotate if you just want to put one up to here. Um, when we started the podcast, I'll slide this slider up. I started it with this. And I came in strong. And then when I started talking, I just kind of faded it out. And now I'm talking about Lucas, and it's it's gone. So, cool. I mean, it's... Do you have the other buttons programmed? Th- those we'll are all out. pre-programmed, but um, you can install, like, whatever you want. And you customize it. it. Yeah, customize so it. So the music in there, they're telling you that... This is obviously off on a tangent, but they're letting you use that music? Well, I don't know. The rest of these, the rest of these are all sound effects, like clapping. Okay. Here, I'll turn these like as I'm talking about them. I can, I can kind of. You want to? Yeah. So all of these are sound effects. So I'm, I'm thinking maybe. Oh yeah. And uh, clap, laughing, cheering. Yep. I've already got some of them figured out. Um, I'll just kind of go down the. Yeah. That's like a mystery. Yeah, and then here's the back in the day storytelling. Oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna flashback. Yeah, so um, I'll use them until somebody tells me I can't. Um, <laughs> well, I, I understand what you're curious. talking about because you got to worry about royalty-free music and yeah. things like that. And, um, so, what I'm gonna do for for music for the show and artwork, um, it's it's gonna be fan-based. People, if they want to see their art put up, I'll put their art up. I might even use it for the logo because right now my logo is just. Fort Worth roots. Yeah, your logo looked professional. Yeah, I did that. With, I did that with an app yeah. on my phone. So, which you know, like YouTube, it's just getting easier and easier to, to to create because people are streamlining everything to make it so that it's not really that big of a challenge. So for for somebody starting up something like this, it's fine. So your podcast, do you have an audio interface like this, or do you use a laptop? No, I just use uh, yeah, basically a laptop and Audacity. Mm-hmm. And then if I do remote, which I, I probably want to say the majority of my, uh, whatever you want to call them, interviews, talks with other people are done remotely. Because yeah, that, that case right there, this fits inside that. And I've got a couple of cases for the mics, but yeah. I do the same thing. But uh, if someone's like obviously not within even an hour's drive or something, then I got to just whatever you want to call them, video chat. So yeah. I just use Zoom. Yeah. And Zoom audio is okay. There's... There's clips of it sometimes where it will cut out or you'll have a, a weird kind of, I don't know, I just call it internet noise. And you can go through it and you can get rid of some of that. It's not going to be the best quality. Yeah. Like it's not this. It's not in-person quality. Right, but right. you know what? Eh, it'll do the job. It'll yeah. convey the message. You can clean it up as best as you can and it will do. And the thing about it, I think that a lot of people understand when they are listening to podcasts is that I cannot be everywhere. Right. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a solo operation, obviously. Right. I can't go travel to Las Vegas or Pennsylvania or Boston, you know, mm. as much as I'd love to, to go get these, you know, chats. I, yeah. I just can't. So yeah. you're going to have to have a little degradation of quality to allow someone like myself to get these conversations. Right, right. And it's just, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, so you're using Audacity for, for your editing. Is uh, or Would you consider yourself an expert at that thing? Right now. Yeah. At this point. Yeah, I, because I'm yeah, two plus years into it. The, uh, the big majority of the learning came when I switched, you know, when I stopped doing Ride With Me, Drive With Me, and then started doing Just Sway. Mm-hmm. Because my, sh- you know, Just Sway doesn't just use audio. I've got music which is from a band which i'm having to take and incorporate in and do the same type of thing that you're doing 
uh, obviously in post because mm-hmm. nobody's hearing that, you know, when I'm talking to people. Right. The other thing I was going to say that's different about, I think I said this one when, when I messaged you, is my show is not, Just Way is not just uh, straight interviews. Yeah. I could do it that way. And I have done a couple episodes like that. Right. But where I kind of want to aim to do the show is themed. Mm-hmm. So I try to theme an episode. And sometimes it's a it's a more broad theme. Sometimes it's just somebody's story. Yeah. Um, but I've done a few. I only have 12 episodes because they are a lot of work. Yeah. But I've done some on like, um, like you were talking about the, the family that kind of felt, you felt that atmosphere of family when you went to that cold concert. Yeah. The, I did a whole episode on that called Blue Family because yeah. this band has such a, you know, quote unquote cult-like following. So that's what I mean by like themed episodes. Right. So I want to take something that has audio clips or stories and, and people's perspectives of different fans or whoever they may be and direct them at a topic. Sure. So that's kind of what I try to do. A little bit different than just long form conversation. But there's a place for both. Yeah. I think there's definitely a place for both. I just try to do more produced type stuff. Um, the other reason is because I, you know, using the music. I just love, 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 love using the music. When I get yeah. to that point in the episode, when I've pulled out the audio and put them in there, and then I've written the intro and written the, whatever you want to call them, segment breaks or whatnot, right. and now I get to throw in the audio and I get to pick which songs and fade it in, fade it out. That's why I just, honestly, I just come alive yeah. in that. Like, oh, it's just well, so editing cool. can be a lot of fun if you've yeah. got something to work with. It becomes a nightmare if you've just got a train wreck of a recording and you got to fix it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, and but I've had that. Before we go any further, I wanted to let the listeners know that what we were talking about beforehand was the, uh, this was before we started recording, but we were talking about the following with Cold and how I, th- I thought that uh, Blue October kind of has mm-hmm. a similar uh, following and in that uh, kind of the same time frame. And when I went to a Cold concert, about, I don't know, six, seven months ago. Uh, I'm not a huge Cold fan, but I did want to go to this concert. A buddy of mine uh, suggested it, and we went and checked them out. Deep Ellum, uh, I think the place, the venue's called The Tree or The Trees. Um, anyway, it was just a tight-knit group, and people were just coming up to me wanting to share their story about how Cold had um, changed their lives or got them through something really hard, like, Going, going through uh, addiction or depression or the loss of a loved one. And, I mean, I probably had half a, do- half a dozen conversations like that with different people, and I was just kind of floored by that because it stopped feeling like, all right, we're here, to, we're here for a concert, and it turned into we're here to, like, hang out with our people. Yeah. You know, this is our, our little family. Yep. And then when I started, before, before you showed up, I was watching, um, I wrote down the videos real quick, but I was watching videos from, Blue October, and I saw the same thing kind of in the comment section where I was like, this is just like those people at that cold concert. Uh, but yeah, I was watching the video for Hate Me and Calling You, and I got about halfway through Hate Me, and I'm like, man, this is making me emotional. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's a, Those are some powerful videos. Um, so anyway, that's what we were talking about when, uh, when you mentioned cold, but... Um, yeah, that's that that band uh, looks like it's probably got a, a very similar following. But uh, it was kind of to piggyback on what you're saying there. That was my whole thought of when I started it is because what what happened is you know I started the first podcast and I for whatever reason I just knew 
that I needed to have some kind of signature send off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. I think I was freaking Walter Cronkite or something like that. You know what I mean? But I just knew I needed some kind of phrase that would be in every episode that at the end it would be, this is it, show's over. Yeah. As opposed to, uh, people do it however they want to do it. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. If yeah. you do something generic, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I wanted something more interesting that was more towards me. And so I took a Blue October lyric and I said, and, you know, until the next time you hear my voice, keep graceful dancing. Nice. So at every end episode of that show, I ended it with a Blue October lyric. and So uh, you alternate like different. What's that? Different lyrics? No. Same one. Same okay, one. Okay. Same one. Always that. And it has a whole meaning to me, you know, with that song and that lyric. And so I kept doing these episodes and other Blue October stuff started to creep in and mm. different stories and all these different things. And then I just got to thinking and I'm like, huh, I wonder if I could do a whole show just about this band. Like, yeah. And what would I do? What might I do? But there's something here that's in my heart that I've, the re- there's a reason I've followed this band for, you know, at that time, 15 plus years. Yeah. And what, what can I do? And I just delved in and I was shocked that there wasn't already first of all, a podcast about them. Because I'm like, ah, I'm late to the party. You know, right. I mean, somebody jumped me on this, I'm sure. Well, maybe that's just the way it feels right now because, I I mean, you go to look for a domain name for a website and everything's taken up. Yes. Everything you can think of has already been thought of, it seems like, sometimes. But. Yeah. So I got lucky and, you know, just like, okay, there's not anything about this. And then I delved even beyond that, okay, well, if there's nothing about them, maybe there's some other ones about other bands. Yeah. Nothing. Really? Nothing. I, I still have yet to find another that's podcast wild. that's just about one band. Huh. You would think there'd be one on, like, big bands. Yeah. Uh, the Beatles. Right. Aerosmith. There's not one for the Beatles. I can't find one. Wow. I, please correct me if I'm wrong, because... Yeah. I want to hear those stories. Right. Like, I need to draw inspiration from other things like everybody else. Sure. I don't want to cheat and, you know, copy their format because I have my own. But why? Come to think of it, like, I I don't know that I've ever seen one. Because when I, when I saw what your podcast was about, I was like, oh, that's an interesting take. Like, uh, totally based on one band. But, right. Yeah. And then I was like, uh, well, shit, can I really do this? Yeah. You know, this is a big endeavor. And am I going to mess this up? Or, I mean, there was a... There was a lot of thought. I, I think I might have had the idea from looking back in maybe, I don't know, we'll say September or October, and I did a lot of thinking about it and you know my own research and how do I do this? Can I legally do this? Yeah. I, I, I can't have a podcast about a band and not use the music. Right. Like that's, first off, what's the point? It's like a music documentary without yeah. music and right. without the, you know, the artists For or sure. whatever. And so I did my own research in that, and there's still some kind of gray areas there. Yeah. But I'm getting away with it. Yeah. Um, there's there's copyright stuff where if you're talking about the music or you're talking about the artist or the stuff you're using that you're supposed to be okay. Okay. So far, fingers crossed, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, well, so at most, I think you'd probably get uh, demonetized if you're making any kind of money off of it. No, but yeah. That would probably be the first thing. And then if the band got... Uh, wind of it and decided that they had a problem with it, you'd probably get a cease and desist. Correct. But, I mean, it's not like you're doing anything defamatory or you know trying to steal their music to progress a different agenda. I mean, it's it makes sense. So. Yeah, that was kind of where it all boiled down to. And actually, I got to the point where 
you know, I'd made another connection who's a good friend of mine now who's got a long history with, with Justin, who's the lead singer of Blue October. Really? Um, so he's got history with them, and him and I, you know, just developed a relationship over the, the start of this podcast, and yeah. he's like, him and his wife, Crystal, were like, dude, you know what? You've got a great idea. You've got a great thing going. Maybe it's better to ask for forgiveness than ask for permission. Because sure. I had this whole, like, email written up to send to them and their yeah. management and just in hopes of being like, please, I'm yeah. this little person. Yeah. I just want to do this because I love you guys and I have all these stories to share. Yeah. At that time, I had already had a bunch of interviews uh, in my you know time invested. Right. And they just convinced me, like, don't even do that. Do it. Put yeah. it out there. Put a few episodes out there. See what happens. Right. And, you know, just give it a shot. Yeah, you know, worse that happens. And when did that start? When did the show start? Yeah, March of 2019 was the okay. first episode. So you got a year in. I got a year in, yeah. and a huge thing happened just uh, a couple weeks. ago. I mean, I've had some fabulous, fabulous breaks on this podcast, but uh, I think it was about two weeks ago. Um, Justin with Blocktober fo- followed the show on Instagram. Awesome! I was, dude. <laughs> I, I was floored that day. That's like, awesome. I know. So then, because I, I had this whole thing of, like, I don't know if they really know about it. Yeah. Other members of the band I've talked to. Really? Like, okay. Yeah. So the violinist, Ryan, I've actually talked with for the show. I just haven't done it because it's, it's it's just an episode, not that I'm sitting on it. I've just, I want to make sure I have enough time to put in. And it, we talked for th- almost three hours, like two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Through Jason, again, got to give credit where credit's due. But yeah. Jason lined it up. Um, Matt, who's the bassist. Uh, met and talked with him, and I've met him before, but talked with him about the show, and he's more than willing. Yeah. Again, just another thing I have to set up. Yeah. So I knew like some of the members had known about it, but I never knew if Justin knew about it or if anybody had listened. And then uh, I had, this is, again, so much down the rabbit hole, but it's okay. <laughs> they put out a documentary just mm-hmm. recently. Uh, May 21st, it was released. Justin, through his struggles of, you know, custody and mental illness and drug addiction had a documentary made where Nori Niven, who was the director, followed him around for years and made this documentary. It took yeah. a long time to make. So I had talked to Nori Niven. The guy that did the uh, yeah. the documentary. Yeah. So talk, again, like huge break, right? That's awesome. I mean, all yeah. these things that happened, just like, just really, really big things. Uh, so like that's big enough. And don't, like, I'm not trying to say, any like I didn't have any goals, but like the fact that I got to talk to Nori Niven yeah. just about that was fantastic. That's pretty awesome. So yeah. I talked to him and did that episode, released that right before the documentary came out, um, and then I was messaging him, uh, being like, "Hey, would you now that the documentary's out, the episode's out, where we talked about like kind of behind the scenes stuff, and people have seen it, would you come on with me on Instagram Live and we can have like a quick chat and we can take some." And when, when was this that you're talking to him about that? This is right after the release of the documentary. So just a couple weeks ago. Okay. This is what prompted that whole Justin following me. Yeah. So I did a few images and then like just to promote it on you know Instagram. And Nori reshared one of them. Oh, nice. And so when Nori reshared it, Justin saw it and Justin reshared it. And then Justin instantly, not instantly, but you know. After that, followed me. Yeah. So he's probably like, who the hell is this guy? You know, <laughs> How long has this been going yeah, on? Yeah, <laughs> right? And I still don't know. Again, I, I don't know if he's listened. And 
one of the things I say to myself, and I do genuinely mean this, is I didn't do the show for them. Yeah. And in largely, I have to admit the selfishness of it, I did it for myself. Yeah. I did it because I have these questions, these things that have happened to me, and wanting to share my own story with them, yeah. and just things I can't answer. And I had read, again, all these stories and comments from other people who had similar experiences. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, somebody needs to do this. Yeah. Like, this is... This is different than other bands. This is not the same type of thing. It's the same thing you're talking about with Cold, which is, again, really cool to hear. I don't care who helps who. Right. As long as somebody's out there helping. Yeah. You know, it's very interesting to, to see that, that kind of subculture form. And I had no idea that something like that even existed, you know, yeah. uh, until I went to that Cold concert. But, yeah, and then seeing it with, uh, with Blue October... Um, I want to go check out a band, or excuse me, a concert. Oh, see dude. them play. They're on tour yeah. now. Well, they're supposed to be. Oh, that's Everything. right. That's right. I, well, when I pulled up their video, it said that they were playing in uh, Midland, Texas. Um, I think, I think it said on the ninth. Probably this was so. supposed to be a good part of the the Midwest swing part of the tour. So maybe that's not. No, that's just fake news. Well, it's not fake news. It's just that <laughs> it's, it's got, got yeah postponed. I canceled. forget, man. I forget. No, I know. Well, and, and with my day job, um, it, it's like none of this really. I, I was kind of removed from the entire coronavirus thing because I'm working seventy hours a week doing construction. So, um, I didn't have time to even really notice <laughs> yeah it's like everything's closed down it's like cool i was gonna be either working or sleeping anyway so um not to make light of the situation no no, um, no. i had a, a nurse uh come on uh ashley meyer uh she was my second or third recording everything's kind of blurring together but she went to new york as a five thousand uh nurse team I did to see help your out post on that. okay yeah and uh so that that was i mean as far as learning stuff during the podcast already that was just very insightful yeah and uh, i'm looking i'm really looking forward to releasing all of these episodes but that was uh uh you know insider take on what we're all going through right now so that was uh something that i was just kind of mind-blowing to me that, that i ran into somebody that was in the epicenter of something that i mean we're never going to forget this crap no this, this is Huge. something that has changed uh american society uh, can you imagine being a grade uh, student right now? Um, no. I mean, it's imprinted. It's imprinted in all of us, but yeah, the, yeah. I think the younger people, you're right. That Graduating uh, high school students this year, robbed yeah. of that. and I don't know. I, it's just, I, there's there's so much to process with everything that just happened. and uh, yeah, I, I was just kind of removed from it in, almost entirely just because I was working so much. But yeah. I don't even remember where that came from, but there you go. I'm going <laughs> to stop. I got to pee. Yeah, go for it. Um, <laughs> right there, it's kind of weird. There's sliding doors on okay. either side of the bathroom, but you just close them. I'll just make your editing that much no, it's perfect. I'm, I might even just keep talking. So I can try that out. I can try just talking while our guest goes and uses the facilities. Uh, me and Lucas, or Lucas and I met on a Facebook group where I'd put out an ad kind of soliciting for guests, trying to see if anybody out there would like to come on the podcast and be part of the 10-part series series, uh, recording that I was going to do before releasing this episode. Um, The way 
this works best in my head is do it in stages. So right now I'm just doing the recordings. Uh, had four scheduled for today. I had one cancel. And then I realized that along with Lucas, I had booked somebody else that I thought was Lucas on the same 12 o'clock time frame. So we still have four episodes today to record, and it just kind of worked out. Um, the other guest, her name is Ruby, uh, that had to cancel, and uh, we're going to reschedule that. I might drive out to see her. Maybe we can find a location in Dallas. But she was going to have to drive from Dallas, and something came up. So... Um, but Ruby, uh, she is a, she's a musician. She's a singer. She does everything solo, and she goes to nursing homes. Uh, I guess it's kind of an outreach thing. We'll we'll know more whenever we get her in front of the uh, microphone. But she goes to these nursing homes and sings for the the residents at these long term care facilities. How antiquated of me to call it a nursing home, but anyway, I thought that was amazing. And I'm looking forward to interviewing Ruby, and hopefully that works out. But, uh, yeah, today just was not going to be good for her. So we have someone else that was scheduled that I didn't mean to schedule on top of Lucas. But since there was an open time frame, we'll we'll have that filled. So, anyway, four recordings today. And uh, I'm just, I'm going to keep these energy drinks coming, man. I've never been an energy drink guy. But just recently, a friend of mine was like, try this, uh, try, try out Bang. And I'm like, no, I don't do that. I'm not the kind of guy that needs that. And uh, I tried one of hers, and it was really good. And I'm like, hmm, I like the way that tastes. And so on a 15-hour day where I'm driving all the way up to the Department of Transportation limit, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I don't know if I'm going to make it through the day. So I stopped and got one, and immediately I'm like, whew, damn. Okay, this is why people drink energy drinks. And uh, then I crashed and felt terrible, uh, as you do. And uh, so you anyway, felt that? if I w- open that fridge door right now, you'll see that there are like seven more bangs in the door <laughs> of that fridge. Yeah, and I've so you never think you're gonna make it through today with just seven. Yes, yes. This is number two. Okay, uh, oh, yeah, my second guest. So, I mean, <laughs> it's averaging out well. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> How many more you got? Four more? So you, you have a know. surplus of three. I don't know. Everything just runs together, man. <laughs> so my goal is to eventually want it, Like, you said it, I've said it, and we want to believe it, I think, that we don't have any agenda or any goals with our podcast, but I would love to just do this. That would be awesome if that ever worked out. To just talk to people? Just do a podcast. But yeah. That's that's a hefty goal. Well... <laughs> However, I will say, I mean, when we're talking, you brought up Rogan. Mm-hmm. Rogan's news, and you heard about it? The uh, Spotify. Yeah. Spotify deal. He got 100 million bucks. Oh, I didn't know that. Now, is that annually? What is that? Uh, I didn't hear the term? terms. I didn't hear if it yeah. was, you know, five, ten years or something like that. I, I would imagine the guy's smart. So it's probably, even at most, if it's a 10-year deal, and he's getting 10 million a year. That's I, incredible. It's legitimacy, and it's not going to cut into his sponsors either. He's no, still got well, all his sponsors. They'll they'll probably come with him. Yeah. What's going to happen is now Spotify is paying him, and then Spotify is going to monetize his error. Yeah. So his show is only going to be available on Spotify and then right. YouTube, of course. Huh. Think, but yeah, probably on YouTube. Yeah, you got to have Spotify, that. Does Spotify do a uh, video? 
Well, no, I don't think they do video. They're just going to take the audio portion, I okay. think. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with the YouTube, actually, now that I think more about that. I, because bet, you, I bet you it'll stay on YouTube. I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I really, I listen to the audio more probably 99% of the time, but every once in a while, somebody will say something or do something. You're like, I got to see this guy's yeah. face. Yeah. <laughs> totally with you. So, and I do it at work. Like, I work in an office, so yeah. I can throw it on and I can just listen to the audio minimize that window right but then when i'm listening to it and they're talking about something weird like bear attacks in california and you know his producer jamie will bring up a video and it's like okay i gotta flip that up and see what the hell they're saying yeah right yeah um well and that that's why i'm i'm doing the uh the video here for for youtube and i did get the youtube channel for fort worth roots so that'll be easy to find but um it it just it bothers the shit out of me whenever i'm listening to a podcast and something like that'll happen where you're like, oh, I got to see what they're talking about. Yeah. And then I go to YouTube and they don't have it up. I'm like, Mm-mm, nope, <laughs> I'm not a fan. Sorry. <laughs> Can't handle this. Um, but yeah. So it's for me, the YouTube thing is a secondary, but it's a must, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I started listening to podcasts on Podbean oh, gosh. Um, years ago. Yep. And then I graduated to uh, cast something. I'm going to have to pull it up. Uh, Castbox. Castbox right? sounds familiar. Let me pull it up. You didn't go right to the uh, main source of Apple. Talk- oh well, if you I mean, look at this sweet little two-screened. What the heck is that? Yeah, it's a uh, LG uh, oh, Thin Q. That's why there's no Apple Podcasts yeah. <laughs> in your realm. So, and this thing's pretty sweet, and <laughs> I, I really like it. And I had an iPhone back in the day, um, 2009. I had the iPhone three, and I don't know why I switched. I think I wanted an app. There was a specific app that I wanted, and it wasn't on Apple. So for whatever reason, I, I, I don't know, maybe it was time to upgrade or whatever. I just decided it was time to, to get out of the iPhone world. But I didn't like the fact that anything that you saved had to be, it had to go through the Apple channels. Correct. I, just, I was not a fan of that. So, I mean, this is just file to file, PC to PC, and I don't have to mess with anything Apple. So... Yeah, but it is. It's CastBox. So that's the one I'm listening to most of them on. And then there's some on Spotify. I'm just kind of all over the place. So, um, But that's the good thing about those RSS feeds. You can get them anywhere. So. Yes, you can plug them into anything. I mean, I've got, I think, Just Sway is listed on iHeartRadio, of all mm-hmm. things. Like, you can pull it up on there. And yeah. I, I don't know what percentage listens on. I, it, it gives me a breakdown through Simplecast, yeah. which another conversation we had uh, just over the that's messenger. Right, yeah. but. I don't pay attention too much. I like I'm, I'm not really delving well, into my numbers. Yeah, until you're starting honestly. to uh, <laughs> shop for sponsorship, the analytics don't even matter. Correct. Yeah, so. I don't. I I care. It's bad to say that. Uh, is it bad or is it not? Like it I do depends care on which that, way you're framing it. But right? yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want one listener, mm-hmm. like one person to listen to it, like yeah. the episode that I do. Then at least it was worth something. Well, for you, if uh, Blue October can sell tickets, and it's obvious that they can, you've got an audience. Yeah. So yeah, exactly, it's just getting your message out there. And now that you're being uh, uh, passed along by Justin. Well, yeah. That now that he I now mean, the that fan repost. base is going to be aware of it. I know. I'm. I'm hoping that's kind of a. It's never been like I said earlier. Like it's never been my kind of forefront of my brain to try to utilize them in any way. Right. But if I can indirectly, mm-hmm. I mean that's it's all the better. And 
again, I've got to be true to myself in the whole point of making the show is that people listen to it. Yeah. So if I can utilize the channels that I have at my disposal, if he shares a post about an episode or something like that, there's no doubt I'm going to get excited about it and no oh, yeah. doubt that it's going to give more uh, listens to that episode, which is what I want anyway. Right, right. right? The more followers, <laughs> the more power you have. Yeah. I mean, this is your baby. And as it grows, you get a stronger platform. So I, there's, I'm absolutely 100% sure of this. There's not one podcaster out there that does not want more and more listeners. Correct. Because it just makes your baby stronger. Yeah, that's so, a good way to put it. Yeah, like um, and it's, it's not selfish to want that. I mean, any endeavor that you engage in, you want it to do well. Yeah. So, and, and I'm with you with that. I try to stay humble, too, um, with, with my goals, with my outlooks. But uh, you had mentioned earlier that it's problematic for somebody, and you know we're not rich celebrities. We don't have the ability to jump in a G5 and go across the country to interview somebody. Um, but if you had the means to interview people in person, would you rather do that than over the phone? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, even just sitting here with you right now, it, obviously there's body language, mm-hmm. um, the audio quality, you can get over the technical stuff because you can right. have somebody in a studio one place and in a studio another For place, sure. and there's a link, mm-hmm. whatever. So I understand that, but I just think there's so much that that can be lost, yeah. you know, in not seeing or being in the same presence of someone. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's yeah, it, it is what it is for me right now, and I, I mean, I, I hope most people that listen to it don't really mind it, mm-hmm. like I said earlier. But yeah, if I could go interview someone in Boston or yeah. New Brunswick, Canada, <laughs> you know, yeah. something like that. So the reason I I brought that up is because the uh, one of the initial goals, whenever I started this or before I started this, was. Uh, to do a mobile podcast, which I already have. I already have a mobile podcast because I can throw all this in three boxes, carry it out the door, and I can go anywhere. All I need is one outlet. Um, But what I'd really like to do is put together a mobile podcast studio. And so I've been looking at RVs, travel trailers, things like that, and have the thing wired up so that it's set. And if I have to, I can pull the mics and the audio interface and the cameras, and I can go to a different location, uh, like in August when it's 110 degrees outside, yeah, and it's problematic to be sitting in an RV. <laughs> but uh, I want to, I want to get out. I would, I really did not want to paint myself into a box whenever I named the podcast. So it's Fort Worth Roots. So it's always going to be from Fort Worth. You know, that's never going to change. But I would like to go other places. I would like to talk to people in other cities. I would like to branch out. So it's always going to be rooted in Fort Worth. Yeah. I'll always return home to my favorite city in the U.S., but I would like to travel. So um, maybe whenever I get that all figured out, you can travel with me. and Maybe we could have uh, dual do- destinations. I can go do my thing, and you, you, you have somebody lined up to talk about Blue October, and maybe they're both in Vegas, and... Maybe we wake up and there's a tiger in the bathroom. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> hey, that's one of my uh, that's one of my life goals is to pet a tiger, but I don't not know me, if man. I want it in the bathroom. No, I don't want to get around a tiger. You have not seen Tiger King, have you? I did. Did you? Yeah. And Which you still want to pet a tiger? <laughs> I do. I don't want to lose my arm to the tiger, and even if it's just a little kitten tiger. But then there's a whole other side to that of like 
it's not really the best thing to Ethical. be doing. Yeah, yeah. the ethics, yeah. the morals behind it. If they're there anyway, can I make the argument to myself that it was going to happen anyway? Yeah. Listen, that's right? the root of all evil right there. Yeah. Everybody else is doing it. I know. Yeah. Justifying it. And I know Oklahoma is only, you know, two hours, three hours. Yeah. We could jump. That's, Morgan just left. That's where she's heading. She's oh. going to Broken Bow this weekend. I was oh, like, see? don't go outside after dark. <laughs> I don't. I haven't looked it up. I don't know anything about Broken Bow, but I'm like, it's Oklahoma. It's not Texas. It's not safe. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. So I'm you just gonna, Texans. I'm going to default. I was going to ask you where you're from too, because you still you're still hanging on to that accent uh, a little bit. Sounds like a northeastern. No, not northeast. Are you far, it's just far straight north. north. Yeah. Is it Canadian? <laughs> Minnesota. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Same damn thing. I mean, I grew yeah. up about two hours. There, you'll hear it right there. About. <laughs> Uh, about two hours from the Canadian border. Yeah. You know, m- grew up there and then in New Mexico and then back to Minnesota, but more southern towards the cities. Mm-hmm. So, but I, this, it just won't go away. Yeah. I could hang around. Don't fight it. Don't fight it. It, I, the only reason <laughs> I hear it now is because yeah. I hear you differently. Yeah. That's, that's only. Well, and, and only see, reason. I, I don't hear it. Um, so many years ago, I went to Oklahoma for uh, basic training, and it was my first time being around lots of people from a lot of different places. Some of these people were naturalizing from other countries. Sure. Some of these people were from really, really weird places like New Jersey. And uh, so interacting with people that were you know, brought up completely different from me, first thing I noticed, aside from the accents, personal space. People in Texas, well, it, West Texas, have a huge personal space like me and you are almost sitting too close i'm serious (laughs) for you yeah and like for those that are listening and not watching the video we're sitting probably six feet apart and that's no six feet now right right everybody (laughs) understands six feet um but these guys would get like six inches from your nose to talk to you and i'm like maybe it's because it's cold up there and they have to stay warm i don't know but I would, I would be like as they're talking to me like moving backwards and they would be moving forward and i'm like this is so so I had to get comfortable. I had to find a middle ground. If they got too damn close, I had to be like, whew, you got to back up. Give me a foot. I can yeah. smell the back of your mouth. <laughs> you know? Um, and then some of it had to be like, okay, I'm being ridiculous. It's okay that they're within six feet of me. Which now, all these years later, it turns out I was right. We do not need to be within six feet of each right? other. <laughs> <laughs> you were ahead of your time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, But yeah, it, there are some differences. But people would say things like, Oh, I like your accent. Like, you're, what, what part of Texas are you from? Or, you know, are you from Dallas? And I'd be like, what? I don't hear it. What are you hearing that I don't hear? He'd be like, well, you said y'all six times. I'm like, I don't say y'all. He's like, yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, that's the main word. But I don't, I don't notice it at all. Well, and it's different even right here within DFW. Because if sure. you go, you know, east 20, 30 minutes, right. you don't have that accent. Mm-hmm. Maybe Arlington. Irving, yeah. Arlington, they kind of still do. Yeah. But if you're in Dallas, Dallas yeah, forget a, it. Unless it's someone that's from Dallas originally, right. no accent. Or one of the outskirts, Frisco. Yes. Yeah. Which they're all, they're all transplants though. It's yeah, such well, a different. Most thing. of Dallas is, and Fort Worth is kind of like that too. Um, you've got families that have been in Fort Worth since the day it was founded. Actually, either today or yesterday was Fort. I think it was yesterday it was Fort Worth's birthday. Okay. And uh, it was like 170 years. Oh, shit. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Um, But yeah, so there's families that were here whenever Fort Worth was founded uh, that are still in the area. But 
large and wide, I think there's there's so many people moving around. Yeah. With the businesses that are coming to the area. So, yeah, it's getting washed out. I mean, as far as accents and people that are culturally uh, native to the area. So, but yeah, I, I agree with you. Like, I lived in Plano for a little bit. There were no accents there. No. <laughs> no that's where I am now. Yeah. And, I, I mean, it's all mainly transplant people because you've got so much business that came in there. Yeah. You don't have any kind of original. But I will say on that, you come over here. Here, as in Fort Worth. Oh yeah, there's yes, dude. People are riding horses down the street, <laughs> literally. Yeah, all the cops are wearing cowboy hats. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a cattle drive every day at noon on Exchange and Main. Did you know that? Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, every single day. Maybe not with the coronavirus. I don't know. Ask Betsy Price. By the way, Mayor, you did a great job. We'd like to have you on the podcast. Good job with COVID. Good job with the riots. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Exchange in Maine, they have a cattle drive every day at noon. Um, is that it, the stockyards? It is, yeah. Okay. But it's it's a little underwhelming, like, because when I say cattle drive, you're thinking, like, tumbleweeds and dust clouds and, like, 80 head of cattle running down the street, people screaming, pistols getting shot off in the air. It's not quite like that. It's more like five very calm, very docile, long old longhorns <laughs> that are like, Jesus Christ, it's time for our daily walk. I just want to lift my tail and crap. Can we... Can we shorten this? Anyway, um, so, yeah. yeah. It's more There's country. a bit of an accent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's just more country over here. And I say that with the utmost love because yeah. I love Fort Worth. Yeah, like, it's amazing. Dallas is urban. If Let's you want honest. a good example of it, and I hope this doesn't piss anybody off, but I'm going to say it. And some of this is just because of the density in the population. But if you take Dallas and you take Fort Worth, and the most recent example of the difference between the two cities, you see the way the riots were handled between Fort Worth and Dallas. Yeah. Man, it was different. It was way different. And some of that was just population density. Yeah. But another big portion of that is the relationship that we have with our city officials, the relationship that people have uh, between the officers and the businesses and just the general attitude down here. So, well, there's a pride. I'm pride. Uh, well, I'm proud of Fort Worth, yeah. and I think a lot of residents here are very proud of Fort Worth, and that's why I was happy to integrate that into the idea for the podcast. Is because this is, I've been saying this for years, ever since I moved to Fort Worth. I've been all over the country. I've seen a lot of amazing cities. I love the East Coast, love the West Coast, but Fort Worth is is home. And I don't know that in, unless things just really get out of hand here, this is probably going to be home until the day I die. Love Fort Worth. And how long have you been here now? 12 years, moving in on 12 years. Okay. So some of that was in Plano. But okay. um, while I was living in Plano, I was working in Fort Worth. So I've, I've been in the area for about 12 years now. Um, before that, I lived in Abilene. Oh, uh, that's one of the, that's the furthest west in Texas I've been. Oh man! Yeah. Well, if you really want to lose your mind, just keep going west <laughs> I, for uh, another half day, and you'll still yeah, be in Texas. Yeah. So on that, I uh, I worked in Colorado City, which is about an hour and some change past Abilene, going okay. west on that same highway, I twenty. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I worked there for about a year and a half. And I'm in a subway, which is like one of two places you can eat in this little bitty West Texas town. And I'm I'm getting my sandwich, and these this happened twice. Your phone's ringing. Oh, it's okay. Okay. Um, 
two times I'm in there and it, it could have been, it looked like the same two elderly ladies, uh, both times, but they walk into the subway and they go, excuse me. There was, there was somebody in line ordering a sandwich and these ladies like almost physically pushed the guy out of the way so that they could get to the guy behind, like making the sandwiches. Excuse me. Excuse me. How much longer until we get to El Paso? <laughs> oh, this happened twice. Really? And uh, the, uh, the the guy making the sandwiches is like, man, you got like another six hours? Yeah. And they were like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> We've been driving all day. Um, but like, dude, once you get past Abilene, I mean, once you get past Weatherford. Yeah. But once you get past Abilene, there ain't shit. No. There's nothing. Very um, open. I mean, by the time you get to like uh, the Snyder turnoff, which is right around Sweetwater Big Springs area you start seeing those windmills and you're just like oh thank god there's something to see because there's nothing and it just gets worse the further west you go it just gets like more what's a good word for that whenever everything's just got real flat tones uh well it's extremely (laughs) monotonous there's another word i'm looking for but you you start noticing like there's no color like just all color just is completely void the land gets flatter. The colors start to dissipate into a brown and a like dingy green color with the mesquite trees, and there's just nothing. And you can see forever because it's so flat. Yeah. Yeah. And then even like the funny part is even right here within Fort Worth, though you go south a little bit, like it's flat up here. Mm-hmm. It's pretty flat, like yeah. where we are now. We're kind of in North Fort Worth, somewhat. This this is this is a uh, West Fort Worth. Okay, yeah. West Fort Worth, but yeah. we're all, we're almost like northwest of downtown, right? We're not too far north of it. For those of you listening, we are sitting at eight twenty and I thirty, almost exactly. It's it's technically this is White Settlement. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. That and I, I funny Uber story about that too. <laughs> uh, okay, so I bet it's racist. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, Casey Donahue. Okay. You know the country singer. He's a local Texas country singer. Why I feel like maybe that just came up with uh, with Molly. She, I think she was talking about Casey Donahue. Yeah, he's a big thing around here. I don't know that he's had a real big uh, natural or natural national uh-huh. presence. He's got a few videos on CMT. I picked him up from DFW and brought him home once. And good. it was the strangest thing because you know he gets in and he has his uh, like PR um, merch manager. Yeah, just these two guys and so I'm talking as usual and it's just like, hey, you know, where are you? Where are you coming from? Where are you going to? And, you know, he said oh yeah, we were out there Memphis playing a show and that my stupid next question is, oh, do you play your own music? <laughs> this guy's got a video on CMT at the time <laughs> and he was so nice and so cool about it but it just, I mean, and he lives there. That's why White Settlement that's oh, the first really? time I had he seen He lives that. here in White Settlement. Yeah, like okay. way, way west Yeah, on this big ranch thing. I mean, you pull up to it, and he's got this giant house with a gate and pulling in, and I was like, okay, this not this dude's not playing cover tunes. I wonder if like, I've been there. Is, yeah, I'll, I'll have to I'll well, show my, you where it is. My day job requires me to go to like some of these nicer neighborhoods and do work. So Yeah. It's a possibility I might have seen it. That's, uh, that's the first time I had seen that. That taint, that name, uh-huh. a town name on anything, yeah. and I was just like, um, I think, yeah, every okay, <laughs> same here, man. The first time you see that, you're like, what is with the name? Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I, I've, I'm gonna have to do some research, but I, I did see something on Facebook uh, a couple days ago. People are just ranting and raving 
about white settlement and that name is racist. And my knee-jerk reaction is because it's white? Or is there something? Yeah. Am I missing something else? So I got I to gotta dive into that. Um, it's probably not a conversation that I want to be having, but um, it's it, one of those it's touchy. interesting. Yeah, yeah it's super I, touchy. I, yeah. I agree. And, you know, man, we're two white guys sitting here talking about that and what we feel about it. And, you know, yeah. danger, mm. danger. <laughs> yeah, right. see, that's going to be one of the buttons, man, <laughs> for sure. Hey, I want to keep this going if you do. I'm totally um, game. But yeah. I have to urinate now. So. <laughs> trying to figure out a way to get uh, the SD cards to transfer on her computer to my hard drive that I brought. Because I'm like, she's got a computer. I don't have a laptop right now because it got stolen in Deep Elm. So I'm trying to use her computer to transfer the files. It has some kind of administrative lock on it where you can't do that. Oh. I'm like, is it I'm work? screwed. Yeah. yeah, hers is a work laptop. So I'm like, well, didn't see that coming. So this morning I went to Walmart and I picked up a 250 something gigabyte SD card for the the GoPro and it's hooked up to a oh, I better make sure that's it's hooked up to a uh, external battery pack. Okay. It's we got anyway. the blinking red light. Yeah. <sighs> but I'm just trying to make sure I've got storage space for everything. Plenty of storage space now. So well, and, and I'll tell you, like, honestly, you're going to have stuff go shit wrong. Oh, hell yeah. It's I already have. happened. <laughs> yeah, right? And it's just like, well, as I mean, and I lost a whole interview once where mm-hmm. the audacity just puked out on me. Jesus. And it, it would skip every about 8 to 12 seconds. It would just make this jump, this weird skip. And I couldn't figure out whether it was something with my laptop or what. But yeah. ever since I've used that, trust me, I get a little bit, like, is it going to lose it? Is it going to lose it? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I did that with the, uh, it's got a weird flag thing popping up. I did that with the first video that I tried to take with, um, uh, Lindsay Hightower, local band, um, had the video going. Actually, I showed up, tried to use the GoPro cause that was my go-to camera. It didn't work. So that LG thin Q was trying to use the camera on that. Thought I had it rolling. We did the entire interview, probably about 45 minutes long. Looked at the camera, and it hadn't recorded at all. So, anyway, that one's going to have just a picture or something. Yeah. I guess. Or maybe it just won't be on YouTube. So Right. Which, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you just go with it. I mean, if you've got the... If your main kind of gearing and what I'm hearing you say is, like, you're just wanting podcasts. So yeah. The YouTube part is separate, and you'll right. have the, the crossover, of course, but if, if the main part is the audio and the podcast, then, you know, shoot for what your yeah. main objective is. Yeah, I just want there to be a resource uh, so that people can go to YouTube, um, just because it bothers me when I can't get to that myself. <laughs> so Covering your own, you're trying not to be, uh, what you, what's that word? Oh, my gosh. Uh, hip- hypocrite? Hypocritical? You don't yeah, want to be hypocritical yeah, to yourself? For sure, yeah. Um, but I kind of stopped you in the middle of that because I, I, I thought my bladder was going to explode. But Casey Donahue, uh, somewhere in White white Settlement apparently. Yeah, how did we get to that? You're Uber driving him, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that was the extent of that story, just how I naive I, I was. Yeah. But, uh, you know, oh, oh, and that's where I kind of got to it is, like, how spread out, uh, Fort Worth oh, was yeah. and like in talking about like how um, pride, how much pride is over here in this city, and then of course you go across. There's not even a river anymore. 
where I'm from, there's a river yeah. between Minneapolis and St. Paul. So you'd always say across the river, right? No matter which side you're on. You talk about across the river here. You're talking about the division between West Seventh and downtown, <laughs> right? Seriously, <laughs> touche. Yeah, yeah, and that's just in Fort Worth. Yeah, that's not Fort Worth to Dallas. No, but there's a definite divide. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who. As far as I've understood, I've never been one of them. I'm not going to be one of them who won't make the transfer. Yeah. Like, oh, well, that's if the over situation there. made sense, I would. I quit making the drive to Dallas because we have everything in Fort Worth now. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff like, I mean, there's some venues, obviously, you're going to have to go to Dallas for. And if I'm a musician and I can pull the crowd, I'm going to perform in Dallas. Yeah. Those are the bigger venues, and it's more densely populated, so that's where I'm going to go. But if I ever go to Deep Elm again, I will Uber there. I am not <laughs> taking my personal vehicle. I mean, you know, I paid $20 for parking in a well-lit parking lot and still had the damn thing broken into. <sighs> and that's not on anybody but me because I left my camera bag sitting in the back seat, and somebody saw that. They even left the – the it, I think it was like a dress that somebody had wrapped around, like a thin – dress that somebody had wrapped around their hand i'm guessing bashed out my window left the dress in my truck took the bag it was just the strangest i'm still mad about that no it's it's but, like just such an invasion totally get it yeah man and and so here's the big part the the part that really upset me about that is i so i i told i don't know if i told you or not um i make videos for companies okay businesses just really low-grade, quick videos that play well on social media, right? But all that information that I'd been recording for the last three months uh, was on a hard drive that I thought was in that bag. So I thought I just lost a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment plus everything I'd been working on for the last three months. And why the hell I would leave that bag sitting in that back seat in deep elm? That's what I'm saying. Like, I have nobody to blame but me. Yeah. Dumbest goddamn thing I've ever done, I think. Probably not. If I spend some time, there's probably some worse things. But anyway, it was stupid. And they grabbed the bag they took off, thought my hard drive was in it. I mean, I, w- I wasn't going on a limb here. I'm going to get vulnerable for you. I cried the whole way home, not bawling, not, but I had tears streaming down <laughs> on my face. I was so upset. And then I get home, and my hard drive is sitting on the kitchen counter. Well, that's a God thing. Dude, I mean, I... Like, I'd, I think I started laughing, like, hysterically. Yeah, well, yeah, it would be such a relief. It was, man. It was a huge weight off my shoulders. And my buddy that was with me, like, he knew how upset I was, and he was just like, man, I'm so sorry. He apologized the whole way home. He felt bad because he's the one that suggested we go to that concert. It was yeah. not his fault. No, you know, it's, I mean, ultimately, obviously, it's a person whose yeah. actions well, yeah. caused you that. Could you do things to mitigate mm. it? Yeah. But now you know better, you do better, yeah, right? For sure. And, you know, it, it, the the reason we didn't take an Uber that night, I was like, damn, dude, it's going to be 80 bucks, like 40 yeah, there, 40 yeah. back. Mm, I'm just yeah. going to drive. Right. How much is it now? Well, $300 for the window, 2000 for the camera back. Oh, <laughs> oh no. My emotional distress, my best friend seeing tears streaming down my face, priceless. <laughs> you know? Hey, maybe it, it grew a bigger bond. I hope not. No? I, hope, I hope that's not the reason he likes me. <laughs> I like him because he's sensitive. Get out of here. Oh, that's a whole nother conversation too. <laughs> well, I uh, I hope that uh, 
you can use me as a resource for anything. Um, I I definitely am probably going to be hitting you up for advice on podcasting because I'm I'm brand new to this. Well, you did the right thing, and uh, you know this is in talking about how we connected. I heard you earlier when I was in the restroom, but that's the right thing, in my view. This is an area uh, in podcasting in general, but especially within DFW, that has a good climate yeah, and community it really does. around it. Yeah, there's people that. out here that will help you. Um, even if you have just random questions, mm-hmm. I connected with somebody else who I'm still in touch with. I would say, you know, still friends with through podcast Dallas. Yeah. You know, she posted Shout a thing out. on there and yeah. And I responded, we connected, she was on the other show, you know, about uh, Uber rideshare. We did like two episodes together. Very cool. She actually ended up, I, she was a, a, a utility. I'm not, that's not the right term, but. I utilized her for my firm, Mm -hmm. the firm I work for, to take some photographs. Yeah. So, like, that connection is just, you never know. Like, you really never know. And it's that's not to say that you say yes to everything. Like, be selective. Yeah. Be whatever it is you want to say. Put a filter on it. Mm -hmm. Don't just throw yourself all over because time is expensive. And But say yes to more than maybe you would. Right. You know, be open to talking to people and be open to listening to pe- to people. And mm-hmm. you're in the great spot. Oh, it. yeah. I mean, I mean, if, if I was going to wish for a better spot, I'd say probably downtown Fort Worth right now where I used to live um, because it's just a little more central. This is uh, a little bit out of the way for people. But, you know, the goal is a mobile podcast uh, anyway, so... But I, I do think, it, you know, I, I like that idea because then you could literally, you're just driving around. You can say, hey, I'm going to be here. You just meet me there or you can drive to someone's house, park it out there, come on inside, whatever. Yeah. I do also feel some reluctancy sometimes with people in that, like, I'm trying to, you know, even when they're local, especially when they're local, is trying to con- connect and set stuff up yeah. and be like, okay, I can come to you or you can come to me. And there's a little bit of hesitancy there of like, uh, how do I trust or how do I, even on my own, how do I bridge that? Yeah. Like, I'll come to your house. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. I'm safe. I'm not psycho. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you can't say and that. And I understand that too. And I, I've already run into that where people are like, mm, you know, I got kids and stuff. And I'm like, mm, yeah, I get it. I yeah. totally get it. I mean, you don't know me. Yeah. So. <laughs> but in in what you're doing here now in in opening your environment to someone right. is much more conducive in my sure. view sure because well they should they should be most people should be uh, i think like a little bit more open to that you tell someone where you're going whatever there's your plenty of safeguards uh whatnot there's a giant paper trail like i don't think people are just intentionally out to hurt other people at least yeah. for the large majority Man. you created a public trail Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> in my yeah. view, I was like, yeah, sure. I'm covered. But well, if he kills me, people will find him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, uh, you know, whatever. He'll get caught. So, yeah. you know, I might be. <laughs> Justice uh, will be served. <laughs> I might be way, 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 way west in a million pieces. But, you yeah. know. He'll, when, he'll, they, he'll, when they find your body, I'll just be like, yeah, it's coronavirus. Yeah, but I mean. <laughs> oh, gosh. There yeah. we go. Making joke out of a serious situation again. I don't you think we kind of have to do that? Yes, you do. To a and, um, degree. I, I know that, and all my veteran buddies know that uh, whenever a situation is just, you know, there's there's no exit from, there, there's no positive in a situation. Um, the only thing, you, the only recourse you have at that point is to just make fun of it. 
Yeah. And I, I think that's what makes uh, a, a good comedian, man. You, you don't find somebody that grew up in a really stable environment turning out good comedy specials. It's always those sick, depraved lunatics, you know, because yeah. they had to. You got to, man, you got to develop your own uh, support system through through comedy sometimes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, I know a lot of veterans that are very, they have very, very sick humor. And I love it. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I understand that language. Laugh or cry? That's what I always What's say. What's that? Laugh or cry? Yeah, sure. What's well, less crying? It's one of those two things. Like, yeah. I'd much rather, most people would much rather laugh. Mm. I mean, you've got rare people who love drama. Yeah. And we try to identify those as quickly as we can and push them aside. Yeah. But there are people who... They live on it. They need it. Yeah. So It's what and, makes their heart pump. Where do you kind of see... I'll put my little hat on here to interview you. Excellent. Okay. Where do you see... Back in the couch here. What do you want to do in five years? Where do you see this in five years? So, you know, I'd, I'm always going to revert back to uh, keep myself grounded, keep myself humble. Um, I'd, I'm not trying to project because, okay, so with my first business, it went from zero to a thousand in the snap of a f- two fingers. Um, I uh, started a landscaping business and within 12 months, I was on national television. And within 24 months, I had probably 30 different commercial contracts all over the DFW area. I mean, it got serious fast. And That's it's because great. I had decided that within five years, I was going to be running everything from a boat uh, on a laptop and a phone. And I think if everything had worked out and I maintained the trajectory I was on, I might have actually gotten there. But a lot of stupid stuff happens, and anybody that's ever tried to go out on their own and start a business will tell you that you're going to learn the hard way uh, on, your, on your first business. Your first business is always going to be rough. And I did it completely independent of any kind of financial backing. I didn't have any support from anybody else. Um, so when, now when I say that, I later on I, I did uh, have some – some family members and some close friends that made contributions uh, to it after the fact. So I did have some support later on down the road, and uh, it would be totally disingenuous for me not to bring that up. But anyway, that's a side note. Um, I just got really ahead of myself, and I took on a lot of work. And everybody from the outside looking in at it, they're like, how's he doing this? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this guy was a helicopter mechanic 12 months ago and now he's on national television I don't get it And uh, anyway it all came out in the wash uh, what, what ended up happening is I had gotten so far extended that the first time something went wrong it crippled my business so I had taken out a loan to make up for the 12 largest accounts that I had who were supposed to be a net 30 and they turned into a net 60 and then a net 90. And eventually I just, I, I, I ran out of money. Okay. And so I had to take out a predatory loan, one of those really nasty ones. And it just destroyed me. It, yeah. ate, it ate the business up. And then there were some personal things that, that came along during that. It just, you know, when it rains, it pours. Um, anyway, all that to say, this time around with my new thing, uh, I'm trying to keep it very close to the chest. I'm trying not to get uh, 
too far ahead of myself. So projecting five years out is uh, kind of, it's something that I'm trying to not do. Gotcha. Um, damn, that was a lot of explanation just for that little bitty question. But um, yeah, so five years from now, what I would like to see, all that aside, having said all that, um, I would think that the first year needs to be just making connections with people like you mm-hmm. and digging my heels in to the Dallas podcast scene. That should be year one. I shouldn't be focused on anything else but making connections with the people that I intend to build this community around. Uh, and then after year one, I think I need to start moving into some advertising, start spending a little bit of money on uh, Apple, uh, their podcast uh, platform, um, Spotify, for sure, spend a little bit of money on Facebook, uh, getting my message out, um, probably start going on and doing some interviews with uh, maybe some different media sources like radio, television, uh, try to sit down and do some some one-on-ones with uh, local bloggers, things like that. And then year three, I want to have that, that mobile podcast thing set up. I'd like to have an RV travel trailer, something like that. And I'd like to start kind of spreading out. Uh, always come back to Fort Worth. Yeah. This is home. But I'd like to take it across the country. You know, Me and you, Vegas, Tiger in the bathroom. I'm in. All that. Not in the bathroom in the RV. Five years, <laughs> I would like to be sitting in front of Joe Rogan telling him thank you because that's, you know, he, you know, just as well as I do, um, he's responsible for creating a lot of podcasts out there right now. Yeah. He's given people the encouragement that they need to, uh, to just say, F it, man, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Uh, celebrities and people like you and me alike. Um, so, yeah, you're five. I'd like to be on JRE. I'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> well, but hey, let's dial it back to reality now. I I'm I'm I am just focused right here. Me and Lucas, we're doing an interview and next week I'm going to edit it and we'll go from there. I think you can do both. And I, I think yeah. the way you kind of framed it there is you can do both. You can be, you know, present right here and now mm-hmm. with your still goals and mindset and your objectives in yeah. hand. You know, one of the things I will say, uh, back, back to JRE, we keep talking about him, but go listen to his first show. Go I, watch I it. I probably have. It's been a while, but it's it's, it's awful. awful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> you know? And he knows that, and he, he still has it up. Yeah. Good yeah, on him. Right? <laughs> yeah, because, and I don't think he's the, the type right now because he's obviously way too busy, but I bet there was a time where maybe a year or two after he did that where he went back and looked at that, and he just said, whoa. There's where I was. Here's where I am. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And all he did was start. Yeah. And that's what I'll tell other people. You know, when you get into this, you're doing this, and other people start to find out, and they're like, oh, I, I've always wanted to talk about this, or I've always wanted to do a podcast about this. And basically, it's just start. Yeah. Just yeah. do that first step, and then mm-hmm. you never know. Like, well, that's, that's everything, right? Yeah. I mean, and you have to have clear. The other thing you do, we need to say this too, is, and not like we're kind of, podcast coaches but have clear objectives what is what is it you want if you're wanting to be famous or rich from this doing it this way probably not going to happen yeah you've got to be uh, you know honest and truthful with yourself but is there the ability to have your voice heard and have your platform listened right. to quote unquote yes absolutely even if somebody is talking about something that's on the same lines as you are they're not you. No. They're not your voice. That's right. You always have your own perspective. That's another podcast I heard 
Um, Lewis Howes, witness, uh, not witness to greatness. Oh my gosh, that's the tattoo on my arm. Because <laughs> that's a friend of mine's song. Okay. Uh, what is his uh, School of Greatness? I'm sorry. But he's a great one to listen to. And he had a guest on once that really resonated with me that said that. It's like, just because you, somebody else is sharing the same thing that you're trying to share, they're never going to do it like you. That's right. You always have your own viewpoint. So right. whatever that subject matter might be, mm. do it. Because yep. you're unique, you know, and so don't worry that there's another show about a local musician or right. that, you know, whatever it might be, or that there's a exercise, you know, podcast right. or whoever, who cares? They, they might not say the same things you do. Well, and they definitely probably won't. won't. Oh, absolutely right? not. Yeah. Even if they, even if they do, yours is going to be better, right? <laughs> um, yeah, there's, I come to find out, uh, probably Dallas, what, what is that? Facebook group? Dallas Podcasting? Yeah. Um, I think that that's where I ran into a guy that's got one in Mansfield, and he picked up the torch from a guy that's got one in Plano and so on and so forth. But you're absolutely right. And Molly, who was here just before you, um, she was talking about getting a podcast going and didn't know about her audience. And I told her probably the most substantial thing I've seen on that group, I think, is where I saw this. But somebody posed the question, well, when is it worth it? Like my audience, I only have a hundred people in my audience. And then they told a short story, but basically what it boils down to, if you only have a hundred people listening to your podcast, can you imagine standing in a room with a hundred people in front of you listening to what you have to say? Hell, if it's 25 people, Yep. you know? Yeah. I mean, so uh, you, sh you can't get hung up on the numbers. You can't get hung up on uh, the, the subject matter being you know, previously covered by somebody else. Correct. So you're right. Did you hear, uh, we keep talking about him, but he, I think he is a great influence. It sounds like with both of yeah. us, but Joe Rogan he, uh, he recently had on um, Tom Green. Yeah, well, I've, there's at least two episodes with Tom that I've heard. Okay. And uh, yeah, I love, t Tom is, he's a wreck and I love him. But he, Joe Rogan attributed his start uh -huh. to Tom Green. That's right. Which was really cool to hear because he said he went over to his house Tom Green was doing this show in his basement, just being like a wacko. Server banks all over yeah, the place. Just, yeah, just being a goofball. And Rogan was like, oh, I could do this. All this is is conversation, yeah. having fun with people, right. talking BS. I could do this. Mm -hmm. And he didn't take, that's not to take anything away from what Tom Green was doing. Yeah. He just saw the fact that there, there was another platform for him yeah. at that time, and he took it. And, and he it did doesn't it. work for everybody. And that Tom Green, Joe Rogan interaction with the, what you're talking about, um, he did another episode with him. Not, they're not too far spaced apart, but it's uh, Tom Green talking about his experience in his house with coronavirus yeah. and all that. Okay, is That's it that one? one? Yeah. Okay, well, he goes into why he stepped out of podcasting. Yep. And this is a good example of, you know, be clear on your goals. And it's not for everybody because Tom Green is the reason that J Joe wrote. Well, Joe Rogan says that Tom Green yes. is the reason he is where he is. Um, but at the same time, Tom Green got out of the game altogether. Correct. Because this, that, and the other, if anybody's interested in that, they can go to Joe Rogan and listen to that episode. Um, I think it was probably in April that yeah, Joe I think Rogan so. and yeah. Tom Green sat down. He's talking about this. But he goes into it and you know, basically it just wasn't for Tom Green at the time. He found uh, a little more joy in doing stand-up comedy, and he moved on and did that, and it, he's happy with where he's at. Yeah. Where, in the meantime, the, the guy that got his inspiration from Tom Green goes on to 
get a multi-million dollar deal with uh, Spotify and move on to the next level. So it's funny, yeah, how you can influence everything inside the social media realm is really strange. Uh, the way people pro- uh, progress through, you know, different levels of stardom through whatever platform they're on. The folks that I interviewed from House of Whiting, it was like the third recording I did, second or third, third, third recording. Um, Instagram, they've got thirty-five thousand followers on their Instagram page, and he showed, he turned his phone around, and showed me his Instagram. I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> You've got 35,000 followers on Instagram? He's just like, yep. How? He's like, well, we'll have to talk. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I started scrolling through stuff. Dude, first of all, their pictures. I mean, everything they've got on there looks 100% Hollywood. I mean, it's just smooth, clean pictures, very well staged, right angle, good lighting. Just, I mean, it's just perfect. And I'm... I guess that's the first time I've met somebody that had that kind of presence online. I was just blown away by it. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so they they tell their story, and it just they're very simple people. I mean, very not not in a negative way. I mean, they're not no, no, no. extremely complicated individuals that are hard to talk to. Uh, simple in that way, and as we talk about what they do and where they came from and what they're, I'm just like. How did you do this? How did you get such a huge following? But anyway, on and on we could go. But um, well, I love the way you're, it's interesting to see that. Yeah, and you're basing it. You're taking what they've done, and you're saying you had to start somewhere Absolutely. instead of seeing the mountain. Right. You're just seeing, you know, the the, st- the start, the, mm-hmm. st- uh, the bottom of it. Right. Right. But they are up on a different level. But they're That's still a fact. That they're still where they are because of all that work behind them. That's true. But they're still wanting to get further too. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's always like people discount, sometimes discount that first, you know, 100,000 steps they made. Oh, for and sure. And they don't, well, you, and I'm not saying that you did, uh-uh. but they just did one step. Right. And they yeah. just did the next step. And for, for those of you listening, it's houseofwhiting.com if you want to see their website. And I'm sure there's an Instagram uh, link to that. Or just go House of Whiting uh, on Instagram and you'll find what I'm talking about. But yeah, that was, that was eye-opening. And I, I know for me, because I'm a, I'm a little bit more of a shoot from the hip kind of guy. I'll never have anything that polished and nice, ever, because I just I I care about putting out a good product, but I don't care enough to do that. It's beautiful. Yeah, the pictures that some people manage to put up. I don't know. Maybe I can win the lottery and then hire somebody to do it for me. But but that's their <laughs> brand, right? That that's, is their that brand. Their branding, one hundred percent. And I, I was telling a friend. Uh, after that interview, I was like, this is amazing what they've done because they, they're good at what they do, which is commercial and residential, high-dollar sales for properties and everything in between, marketing. Um, they're very good at what they do, but their real product is them. It's not what they do. It's them. Ah, okay. And you spend five seconds looking at their, their, their content online through their social media, and you'll get it. And that's it's it's impressive. Well, if they're putting uh, that much attention into an image that they're putting out, imagine how much actual attention they're putting into projects that they take on. And that's the idea. It translates for sure. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, I'm gonna have to check it out now too. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, it they're on my Instagram now, and and everything that I'm building right now, as far as like the social media, my website, it's not finished. Like I haven't put all the data in there. Like 
contact information and links that you can click. But um, by the time this goes out, that'll all be up. Um, where was I going with that? Oh, um, I haven't invited anybody to my, my social media yet. I want to make sure that it's up. Okay. You know? yeah. So there's a trail. You know, you can see like, hey, I sat down with Lucas today, blah, blah, blah. Can't wait to release that episode, whatever. Um, that will be on there like tonight, but nobody's going to see it for the next couple of weeks. Whenever this goes live, then I'll blow it all up. So, so you've got some background in that, though. You said you're bit. making social media videos. Yeah. So my uh, Altitude Grove is the name of my marketing company that I started back in um, 2018. I was telling Molly this. Like, I had it figured out. Like, I had clients, and I had a solid product where I could take their information we would do a quick little social media video, and then I had a way to broadcast it out onto the marketplaces. Okay. And Facebook came in and saw what people were doing, and they were like, mm, you should probably pay us for all that activity, because yeah. I could literally, I could go out and within 48 hours, 24 to 48 hours, I could get somewhere between 38,000 and 70,000 views on a video that I made for a client that is now getting out to the public. And these are at the buy-sell trade groups for each individual Altum City, Bedford, uh, Fort Worth, uh, White Settlement, Lake Worth, whatever. So it would go into those, and I would just push them and push them and push them. So they changed the algorithms on that. And overnight, my business that I thought you know I had all figured out just wasn't really a feasible plan anymore. So where I could go in and I could do something for X number of dollars, now I needed more money to do what I was doing before because the algorithm had changed or how they manage permissions and whatnot – had changed, so I was going to have to start paying more money to get that type of attention. Okay. Like an astronomical amount compared to what I was doing, which basically I was just sacrificing my time uh, for each one of those views. Yeah. And Facebook was like, mm-hmm, we can make money you on that. Money. Yeah. <laughs> which is why they're so, still free. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, all that to say, yeah, I've got a little bit of experience with that kind of stuff, but it went from solid business idea to, going to have to reevaluate that almost overnight. Okay. But listen, anybody that's uh, going to get into anything entrepreneur-wise, they're, they're going to run into stuff like that. Um, and something I really like about podcasting, you're just, you know, you're connecting with people in your community. You're not trying to sell them anything. Um, you know, you get sponsorship hopefully at some point, but still, you're not selling anything to the people that are actively seeking you out to listen to your content. Yeah. You're just talking. Yeah. So. Uh, regardless of what the subject matter is, but yeah, you and me both, same thing. I, it, it's this is what it's all about, in my view. You know, I I love the artistry behind it. I'll be you know completely transparent. Is that I like the production side behind mm-hmm. it, but at the end of the day, I also really, really, really like connecting and hearing people's stories, yeah. and then the fact that they trust me especially some of the stuff I deal with, which is really raw and really intense, that they trust me to take that story on Mm -hmm. and to tell that story and do what I basically want with it. You know, once they start talking and they know I'm recording, it's all in my hands. I can do whatever I want with it. That trust is huge. I don't take that lightly. I talked with one in one of my episodes, uh, a woman who lost her husband. And I told this whole story through her words, you know, and through my own words and the music of blue October and got done with that and was like, wow, 
It's powerful. Yeah. I'm going to have to listen to that one for sure. Yeah, that's episode six if you're listening and you want to listen to it. But that still is my... I go back to it and listen to it, and I get the chills. Damn. And I did it, and I know what's coming. But you know what I mean? For sure. And, you know, and the fact that Christine was able to do that with me and the how we connected was random too just through same thing kind of through a, a fan post and i just messaged her back with no intent yeah and it was just like hey really love that image you shared and then she wrote me not even knowing about the podcast because it wasn't out yet yeah and then i was like hey you know this is really cool like is there more to this or what's behind this can you share more with me and then she wrote me a big you know paragraph and i was like okay, here's what I'm doing. Would you be interested in talking to me for my show? Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked on, I think, two or three separate occasions, obviously remotely, because she's the one in Boston. And, you know, then I made an episode. And uh, how long had it been in between the time y'all recorded and her husband's death? Almost a year. Okay. So, and I was the first time she shared the story. Oh, I know. So when when I knew that and she didn't, I don't think she told me that beforehand. So I didn't have that pressure. <laughs> yeah. So, and in the episode, you know, when I'm listening to it, even I listen back, I'm very cool and calm and collected and, you know, full transparency again. Like I was going to a therapist at the time and I've, I've gone to a therapist uh, for, you know, almost eight years before I stopped within the last year or so. Yeah. And it's not that, that I just, I just stopped for logistics and, and whatnot. But um, I was talking to my therapist at that time about how do I do this? Yeah. I'm such an empath. I get in these feelings right. of people telling me these stories and I want to break down. Shit, yeah. And I had had that <laughs> conversation with her. Luckily I had the conversation with my therapist. Luckily before I talked to Christine and Gosh. she said, you know what you need to do? You need to realize that, you're in that position at that moment, whatever you believe it, through a higher power or not, but you're there to be the conduit to that story. Right. So don't be a part of the story. Mm-hmm. You can feel, you can hear, but just make sure that you're paying the respect to the story to get the story. And that sounds like you're being inhuman, yeah. but it's not. It's saying my duty in that moment is to, the reason you're talking to me, the whole reason you're talking to me is because I'm sharing your story. Yeah. So that's what I need to do. And so when I go back and listen to it, it's foreign to me Damn. because I, I I wasn't, I, I was there, but I wasn't there. Does that uh, make sense? No, yeah, sure. Like, and, and I, I don't want to be the next Barbara Walters, but I, I kind of, I hope that I get to experience something like that. Oh, that's, you will. That's powerful stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's cool. And it, you know, it's, I don't know, to just to be, to be that trusted by someone is, and a complete stranger. Yeah. It's well, very it cool. Sounds like she needed to get that. Off yeah. the chest too. Yeah, she. I, I think she was at the point where she needed to, and luckily it was. I mean, for my sake, luckily it was me, and I got to share it, and yeah. now it's there. Yeah, you know, anyone can go listen to her yeah. story of like what happened to her during that time and what happened to her husband and how her husband had been, you know, saved by this music and then lost a battle with asthma, and <sighs> you know, it's yeah, it's it's a beautiful story in the end. Like yeah. at the end of it, like you said you episode this, six. Yes. Yeah, you breathe. You breathe at the end. Like, <laughs> you breathe after about 35 minutes. It's a good thing you went, went to a therapist instead of me, too, because I'd been like, I don't know, Lucas. Just keep punching yourself in the face. I don't know. I don't know how you're going to keep it together, man. But that, yeah. like, on that same note, like another cool story, and this is, this is uh, 
just recent, I, I, I connected with someone on, I didn't actually, I didn't connect with her. I saw a video on one of the fan forums, which is how I find my guests a lot yeah. of, and she had this really cool video she had posted or her fiance or husband at the time had posted about the husband posting a video and surprising his new bride or bride to be at the time. And I commented on it and then I messaged her to say, Hey, I love this video. I'd love to talk to you more about this. I have a podcast. It's all about blue October. I can tell you're a huge fan. You got surprised by your husband by this yeah. or fiance at the time. This is really cool. This was April of 2019. So I was yeah. new, mm-hmm. didn't hear anything. And I, I didn't check on it. I forgot about it. Yeah. But honestly, I remembered the video, but right. all of a sudden a year later, almost to the day, get a message. Hey, I'm so sorry. I just saw this. Oh shit. I, I would love to talk to you about this video. How did she, on, on an email or a Facebook? Uh, just Facebook, yeah. Okay, well, that so, makes a little more sense. Yeah, like Messenger, I you know. I miss an email from a year ago. It's gone. <laughs> so, I okay, so obviously I'm like, oh, yeah, su- super cool. Like, things happen yeah. for a reason. I'm not upset. I don't yeah. mind. <laughs> and so we get we get to the day. We set it up. Uh, it's like a, a Saturday or a Sunday morning or something. And then I turn on the Zoom, and it's both her and uh, her husband, now they're married a year. Yeah. And so now I didn't just get her side of the story, but now I've got David's side of the story too. And it's this beautiful story awesome. of like him taking her in and, you know, comforting her with her anxiety and just mm-hmm. what he did for her. And, and in that moments, those moments leading up to their wedding the day before, how he surprised her with this video from the band yeah. that he snuck around and got. I mean, and it was like, holy shit, I didn't just get her side now i have this whole really cool story yeah you know and that's another episode like i'm just i'm sitting on it and i'm so excited to share it oh it's not out yet no uh -uh. i haven't done that one but it's like super cool you know and i i get i I don't know in in saying all that it's like you start to really gain perspective on like not to be too philosophical but just like this beautiful thing of like people just want to be heard well and it's not you know i don't think there's anything wrong with being too philosophical about it i think that's the aspect of it that i like so much about these podcasts is there is nothing that we've ever experienced ever this long form conversation i mean we're at an hour and a half um which is nothing compared to some of these other podcasts but these types of conversations usually happen in small groups you know completely void of outside interaction right and now we've got a means of having these meaningful conversations and sharing them with the world and so you know it maybe it does seem a little hokey but it i mean this is a new experience this is a new human thing yeah so i think it's okay to to kind of get excited about it and um that that kind of nails it for me i mean as far as what we're doing because um it, it there's something to it. There's something very substantial. It's hard to put into words, but it's a real tangible thing, and, and that's what makes this so unique. Well, good. Yeah, you get it too. It's yeah. just, it's something separate, something different, and why it's taken this long, I don't know. Well, technology but. and where our society's at, it's just, it's in the sweet spot. You know, like the 90s, everything just lined up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where Blue October came from, right? Yeah. The 90s? Yeah. Uh, yeah, early to early to mid nineties. Man, I always forget the year. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm nowhere near ah, the self professor. <laughs> like, no, no, that's not me. I am not the uh, 
freaking expert on this band by any means. But I've had someone on my show who is. Yeah. He is the Bluegle. Yeah. And I am the Bluegle. Yes, okay, that's he what is the called. Blue Google. And I didn't coin that term. <laughs> Another person I had on the show coined that term. But nice. Keeve is our go-to. Like, literally, that dude is freaking a wealth of information. Yeah. But in any case, yeah. Well, because I gotta, I hate to tie this up. I feel like we could probably keep this going for another couple hours. We'll talk again. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. And I'll bring a bigger SD card for the camera. I'll have a better camera next time. Man. I just wave to the camera. That's good. That's, that's as good as that's, air That's quotes. good for the, the YouTube people there. They can see the, the wave from Lucas. All right, so before we go, and I'll make sure that this is in the intro, but tell them uh, where all they can find you at. I sure. try to get this off at the beginning, but I, f- I think I forgot. No, you're cool. Don't worry about it. So podcast is available on iTunes, uh, wherever you can yeah. get most of your podcasts. Yeah. Just search for Just Sway. Um, got a Facebook page for it, Just Sway, and then on Instagram as well. The handle is at Just Sway Podcast. If you've got your own sh- story to share with the band, or even if it's just something like how music affected you, like you were talking about with that other band, I'd love to talk with people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... That's what it's all about, and just making these connections and sharing our journeys. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And Lucas, but, thank you very much, man. Yeah, I appreciate um, this a ton, and thank you for doing this. Next time, I'll make the drive so you don't have to, because you came in from you came in from Plano. Plano. You said, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna try to do that cool thing with the uh, the the preloaded button here. Here we go. So you want to say goodbye? Oh yeah. Well, thanks for listening, everyone, and, and keep listening to Fort Worth Roots. That's right. And yeah, just sway. And Just Sway, don't forget Just Sway. And he's got that uh, episode with the, the 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 wife and the husband. Yes, that's coming out. When are you going to drop that one? Oh man, I I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. See, I go. You, are you done with editing yet? No. Okay. No, I All just right. talked to them uh, maybe three weeks ago. But you know yeah. what? Subscribe to uh, Just Sway, and whenever he does drop it, you'll be the first to know. There you go. It's Thanks, like magic. Lucas. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.